Welcome back, everyone, to the 12 Days of Switchmas. I'm Chris, and with me is Matthew. Hi, guys. And we are talking about my personal top 10 Zelda games. No top 18 Zelda? Well, I haven't played all 18, I'm afraid. Uh, so uh, Now, what if one of the ones you haven't played would make it into the top 10? Well, then you, it's your fault as a friend because you didn't tell me to play them. Fair point. Well, it depends on what your top 10 is. Yes. Well, I'll okay. get these out of the way first. So I haven't played the DS games. I haven't played okay. Zelda 2 very much. Not enough to put okay. on this list. Uh, I haven't played the CDI games. I haven't played... <laughs> I'm, I'm just listening, you know, the noteworthy ones that I haven't played. Golly! I haven't played enough of Minish Cap to say. I mean, I played the first few hours of it. But uh, okay. not more than that. That's fairly comprehensive. Yep. All right, I'll stop, uh, stop busting your chops. Proceed. Okay, so number 10 on my list is the Oracle of Seasons slash Ages. So uh, I felt that these games are pretty thematically derivative of other Zelda's titles, which is kind of a turnoff. Um, instead of, I feel like instead of innovating, Capcom was kind of tasked with assembling a game out of existing parts, like they were told, hey, make Ocarina of Time for the Game Boy, or Ocarina of Time's big, so make a game that has a lot of these characters and elements so people, you know, they, when they play it, they, oh, it's Zelda. Uh, as a result, it didn't feel like a fresh game experience to me. Like, the, the, the puzzles were good, but I wasn't really impressed enough by these games to complete them. I got about halfway through each one. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. And it's also been about 10 years since I played them. So, uh, as I recall, that'll be my number 10. Yeah, they do borrow a fair bit out of uh, Link's Awakening, I noticed. Like, the, the game engine and the sprites and stuff, the sound effects. Yeah, and, and that, that's a lot just, of the music. It, feel, it felt a bit different from the other times where since your series will do that where like like, like Majora's said, Mask yeah like Majora's Mask where you have a lot of the returning some returning characters but it feels like a unique world mm -hmm. um and it, it wasn't able to really pull that off number nine Twilight Princess oh. uh, the massive amount of hype for this game would have been difficult for any game to live up to so That's I can't true. really hold that against it I feel like the how it came to be was that after Wind Waker got such a like volatile response from fans uh nintendo kind of freaked out and tried to give fans what they thought that fans were shouting for it's like oh like L lord of the rings or something where it's like a bunch of orcs or a bunch of like were, were they bokoblins in this game the green guys yeah they were they were bokoblins i mean there were there was like a fat bokoblin on the on the boar or something i think that may have been a moblin but yeah there's mostly bokoblins yeah but they looked a lot more like gritty and scary than uh bokoblins in other games have you know yeah, I mean, do you think the the art style was a mistake then in Twilight Princess? Yeah, I think it got a little too realistic. They they abandoned too much of the cartoonish approach. It, it was kind of like Ocarina of Time, except it felt grainy. It felt like there was a grittiness to it that was lacking some sort of soul. They tried to make it as detailed and realistic as possible, which I guess wasn't a terrible thing. But wh what do you think about that? I mean, I have some issues with Twilight Princess, but... I, I, you know, I like the art style because I, I feel like if we got in Wind Waker and then we got in Skyward Sword, you know, with no Twilight Princess, I feel like a lot of people would wonder, you know, what is an Ocarina of Time kind uh, of game yeah. look like updated? And Twilight Princess kind of delivered that. And, you know, if you look at like Zelda art, like in the, I don't know, the Hyrule Historia book or even some concept art and stuff, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive art that they have for the for this game. There's There's really a lot of thought that goes into the... The, the costume design and the, the weapons and the monsters and stuff. So I, I think I can appreciate that for what it is. From a personal perspective, I, I prefer the look of like Wind Waker or, or Breath of the Wild, especially. Yeah. But I I mean, 
overall, my 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 opinion of the of the art style in Twilight Princess is positive. Okay. I think the bottom line, though, is that it just turned out to be kind of an empty and soulless game for me. Uh, the characters aren't memorable. The story is really nothing new. And the cutscenes are tend to be kind of dreary. And the color scheme in the game is kind of drab. Yeah. That said, Midna was a really good character. And there's some neat dungeons in it. Uh, and I, I did like the combat system a lot. I felt it was nicely improved with a lot of variety of attacks that you get. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. Number eight, Skyward Sword. There it is. Yeah. It's, it's more colorful than Twilight Princess, but it's got its own share of shortcomings. The, the imperfect controls were a big deal for me that, you know, you can't really rely on the, on the controls always working for you. If the soundtrack was forgettable, even though they used live instruments for it, the, the composition was just kind of dull. And f- most of the songs I couldn't remember if, you know, my life depended on it. Huh. And of course, the extremely wordy Fi make it kind of a chore to play. The overall cast of characters is more memorable than Twilight Princess, though. And um, I'd say the visuals are more sumptuous. I kind of wish it had a better overworld to explore and they'd been able to make the controls more responsive and accurate because uh, there's some good ideas in the game. Like like you said in your list, I do like the athletic link. I overall like the item upgrade system, except I think it could have been done a little better. It's a, it's a pretty good game, but um, could have been better. You know, it's funny. Hmm. We, we disagree on this game enough to have a bit fight about it. Yep. But... And yet we place it in the same ranking for our Zelda list. We both have it at number eight. Maybe I just like the series a lot more than you do. I know. I, this is my favorite game series as well. So. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe yeah. I just like uh, the the spectrum of games in the series. Maybe. Overall more. All right. Sorry. Continue. You just like, you enjoy life more than I do. <laughs> All right. So I rank life 10 out of 10. <laughs> number seven. The Legend of Zelda. A Link to the Past. Oh man, here come the boots. The boots and it's the It's an tomatoes. oldie but a goodie, but it's got some great dungeons, but uh, you know, honestly, it's missing a lot of things that make the later games really good. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and in retrospect, I think it actually makes it less of a recommendable game. Like, obviously, it's still a great game, but if I'm thinking this from the perspective of, okay, here's someone who's never played a Zelda game before, what game would I tell them to play? I wouldn't tell them to play Link to the Past, because there's other games that represent the Zelda series better and that are more accessible. See, that's interesting because a lot of people would pick exactly Link to the Past for that specific thing. In fact, uh, Sarah, before we got married, I said, all right, Sarah, I'm ready to get married, but you got to beat a Zelda because, you know, that's that's just the way I roll, folks. Uh-huh. You got to love it or leave it. And she decided to love it. And then she played Link to the Past and did not love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was frustrating to her. Um, I don't know if this is because uh, Sarah in particular likes uh, kind of more story-driven games like RPGs or uh, Phoenix Wright would be a great example. But I, you know, watching her play and seeing her struggle with certain things, it, it kind of reminded me that yeah, Link to the Past is it's it's got very good gameplay, but it doesn't really have that extra bit of emotion and charm that a lot of the series is known for. It's got some of it. You turn into a bunny. That's, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I, but I feel like directly compared to another game, uh, such as a, a Link Between Worlds, you know that game made a lot of excellent refinements to Link to the Past. And oh, it, you're ranked a, you're Link Between Worlds higher. Interesting. Yeah, well, uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Um, but since the two games are so easy to directly compare, like it shows how solid the foundation was that you could build a new game on top of it, kind of. But uh-huh. uh, I, I just felt like Link to the Past is a little lacking in the character department. I kind of criticized Twilight Princess's characters, but Link to the Past characters are almost non-existent. 
uh you know there's like sashara Halosha, and yeah. that guy he's like you know has a few lines but he's not really he's hardly a character right and he's one of he's one of the most prominent characters there's Aghanim, who's pretty much zelda i mean <laughs> he's pretty much ganon not zelda no this game's not that crazy no um, um yeah i mean i i, I kind of agree i think part of it is the translation mm-hmm. is still kind of stuck in that uh early nintendo era kind of before like earthbound and stuff kind of came and freshened up things that said the game does succeed at being atmospheric and uh, alluring in a way that few other games of its time were able to be uh mm-hmm. like i mean the very beginning of the game you know is really atmospheric it's, it's like raining yeah. and you feel like you're thrust into this mystery um, yeah. which is a really cool feeling and the game has a number of moments where a number of settings that are able to do that number six Link's awakening oh <laughs> yes. you're, you're waiting for a response from me like what yeah kind of start throwing stuff but, uh, out. you seem more demure um, i'm very demure yep. that is an adjective that describes me well <laughs> So, I, I, Link's Awakening was ahead of its time. Uh, it had a lot of creative storytelling elements that I'm a big fan of. But some of my favorite things about it are things that didn't age so well, I think. Like, it has this off-the-wall dialogue. Oh, I love the dialogue. I know, it's so weird. I, I know you it's do. So it's weird. weird. But, like, I, I'm, I'm still kind of thinking of this from, a, a, like, a trying, trying to think of this from, like, a the mind of someone who hasn't really played it before like if someone okay, sits down with this game for it. yeah if they don't have nostalgia for that i don't think it really works that well <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's uh it's it's nutty we're talking about Link's awakening not too long ago and we looked up like the bucket mouse and some of the other dialogue stuff and yeah, like it's I, was think, I was thinking like uh this is kind of weird <laughs> well it, it works a little bit at least with like the uh a foreign setting and stuff, right? That's that's what I tell myself. I guess. A dreamlike, dreamlike world. Like, what's going on? This place is strange. I guess. I, but I guess. On top of that, though, I feel like the game had some kind of obscure objectives. Like when I when I played the game, I've played through it at least twice. I think three times. Mm-hmm. And there's some kind of obscure objectives here and there. Um, I got I would get lost a few times and not really know where to go. I was stuck at the very beginning uh, when you push the the urchin with your shield. Yeah. I remember being stuck on that when I was. I got the game for Christmas in 1993. I remember that, and you know, so I was like, I was eight at the time, and uh, that got me stuck. And the sprinkling powder on the oh yeah, on Taran of the raccoon yeah. got me stuck. After that, though, I I think I did okay. Yeah, it, not that it's like a super difficult game, but I, I just feel like some of those things are a little unclear. Um, mm-hmm. It's that's not a huge complaint, but it's got some, the game has a bunch of fun puzzles and like I really like the chain of side quests that it has, um, which like you were saying, mm-hmm. kind of establishes. Uh, what future games will do with side quests uh, in a lot of ways but I think the world's a bit smaller than most other Zelda games there's not really as much of a sense of exploration you kind of get to know the area really well which is neat but my main approach for this list is which games would I recommend to somebody else and from from that perspective it's kind of hard to recommend Hmm. I mean recommend as highly as these other games it's still a great game number five The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds Yep, I'm saying it. A Link's Between Worlds is the best handheld Zelda game. Mm. It's it, its world is jam-packed with stuff to find. It's got a perfect amount of story to keep you interested, but not bore you stiff. And the soundtrack is a lovely arrangement of tunes, old and new. It, it does a lot of inspiration from Link to the Past, that's true. But I think it kind of does a lot of things better than Link to the Past. I think the yeah the overall gameplay is tight. The the energy meter is great. It's, I think it's definitely an improvement from the the magic meter and the you know quantities of different items. I think that it's actually a great game for newcomers to the series to start with. So anyone who's never played a Zelda game and they want to play a Zelda game, I think that's a great recommendation if they can play that game. Yeah, I think I think I agree. 
Okay, number four. The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. Wind Waker? So, yeah, it's the kitty game that everyone wanted to hate, but it became a timeless classic instead. It's gorgeous. I think the visuals still look great today. Um, the overworld is brilliant, and it's a lot of fun to explore. I think it got a lot of flack for that. Like, when it came out, a lot of people complained, like, oh, it's too good pain in the butt to sail everywhere, but I completely disagree. It's, uh, it's, it's like a refreshing, calming experience. Like, yeah, it's, it's a little annoying to change the course of the wind, maybe, but, uh, aside from that, you know, the, the sailing's really fun, and the, the world is really a treat to explore. Uh, another complaint that people had was the tingle, like... Oh, yeah, 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 the Triforce pieces. Yeah, but I didn't mind that so much, because I was just, I was exploring the world the whole time, so mm. it wasn't like... I, I had the same experience. I can see if some people weren't as big in the exploring, and they come straight to it, and they're like, oh, man, there's this giant mountain of things I have to collect, but... Yeah. You know, that's not really how you play the game. Yeah, I, I think, you know, people experience Zelda games differently. I've, I've read from people that just absolutely hate Majora's Mask because everything went wrong for them, you know? Yeah. Like they stumbled around the swamp and then they found the spider house and they managed to barely clear it out, but on the third day, you know, you can't get your reward. So like that yeah. that all sullies the experience for them. Something like Wind Waker, if, if they're not into exploring the map and they're just in it for the, I don't know, the dungeons and the story, all of a sudden they hit that, that roadblock of having to find the Triforce pieces, uh, it's, it's not as enjoyable. But for me, I was stretching out this game as much as I could. I was I was exploring everywhere. I was taking my time. Yeah. By the time I got to the tingle map stuff, uh, I there were there were several places that I'd already, you know, had taken a look at so I could warp to them easily. I knew where they were. And uh, you know, I didn't have a problem with it myself. I mean a little, a little problem with it, but not much. Just digging them up was took a little bit of time, but finding the maps was fun. Yep. And you need money, you know, if you don't have enough money, you gotta go get the money. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, the money in Wind Waker actually seemed a little less useless than in some other Zelda games because you you had that yeah. sink to dump it into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had a much bigger wallet, and you yeah. had the uh, and you had all the maps, of course, like you said. Number three, Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask is the best possible example of how to make a quick sequel using another game's assets, yet create something completely unique and amazing. It's it does not feel like a sequel's Ocarina of Time. It feels like its own game. Um, yeah. which I think is probably one of the best things you could say about it, because it only had maybe, a, what, a one to two year development a period? Very small development uh, window, yeah. It was, it was around, yeah, like a year and a half or something, I think. Yeah. Um, it's it, I would say it's the least straightforward Zelda game. Um, like, like we've been saying, there's some aspects of the intro that are obtuse and confusing that I think probably could do with some change and the save system is a little punishing like you just said um, you know yeah. you can you can you can end up in situations where you spend a lot of time doing something and then you lose it all for some reason it also affords the game kind of this feeling of it gives some tension to tension yeah these these timed elements right yeah so you feel like there's consequences to your actions like time actually is a is a valuable resource so you know the whole point of the game the whole like theme of the game is time because you're redoing this three this three day period over and over again and i think the way that the save system works makes you very sensitive to the importance of time and um did you play majora's mass 3d i did not i i played just like a, a short demo of it at, at pack south but from okay. what i hear they kind of uh they kind of streamline a few things. I think uh, one of the sort of controversial additions is that you can now save anywhere. They could do a hard save anywhere. Mm. Um, and they have like the bomber's notebook on the bottom screen and, and one of your sub menus. That that's it's it's more uh, it's a little clearer, I guess. Okay. And I think I think they they uh, streamlined the beginning a little bit too. Now I might be wrong on all of those. I, I did, you know I'm not 100 percent sure on that. 
but okay. I think that's what they did. Even though I rank it higher than uh, like Link Between Worlds, which I think is a more accessible game, I think Majora's Mask is kind of hard as far as getting into it from a casual perspective. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure that's that's not a game that I would quickly recommend to someone who's new to the series. Um, but once you're into the series, it's one of the best games of the series and one of the best games ever made. The second best Zelda game is The Legend of Zelda. The Legend of Zelda. The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it should it should be sitting up there on its throne in the top three Triforce. It's the best 2D game in the series. It's got this delicious sense of wonder and discovery that just can't be rivaled. That and that sense of discovery holds up even to today because I, f- I only first played the game in like like 10 years ago. You know, so I was I had already played a lot of other Zelda games by that point, and it still had that impact on me where I felt wow, it's a really open world that I can just discover at my own pace. That's always been what I love most about Zelda, which is why I'm so excited about Breath of the Wild. It's just so cool that you're sent into this world with nothing, and and you get a simple sword, like, that's all you got. And, and you can skip the sword. Yeah, you can. You don't even have to get that. <laughs> which which is a is really good design. So, I think I can imagine some people being turned off by the, uh, just the archaic look of the game, because obviously it was, you know, NES game, it's not got all the bells and whistles that we have today, but yeah. the simplicity of the game is brilliant and i think we could definitely do with more games like it which uh you know hopefully we're getting one in a a week yeah all right and the best game as you've probably deduced by now the best game of the zelda series is ocarina of time um the time hasn't diminished the quality of the game i think it's still a great great adventure that's filled with great characters soundtrack the soundtrack in this game has been reused in pretty much every Zelda game after it like there's been yeah you know like the, the shop theme and the, uh, so many themes from that game have just come back over and over again Song of Time Song of Storms yep. Lan Ranch they've, yeah they've they've all kind of shown up in in future games a lot of them in Majora's Mask granted but, yeah uh, that's true but yeah it's a, it's a pretty iconic soundtrack yep and it's got a large and interesting world that's a lot of fun to explore um, I guess the 3DS remake might be the best way to experience it because it's like it's got some nicer visuals and uh, uh, you know some little quality it's, of life it's, improvements it's a good remake you know yeah. i've i've i have it i've played through it it's it's faithful to the original game it doesn't really change anything behind it i mean there's some very very subtle tweaks largely it just uh improves the visuals i kind of wish it, it tweaked the music if it was gonna improve yeah. the visuals as well yeah that's the main it's thing kinda weird because i think we were we saw this together where they were going to redo the music and with nicer sound samples but for some reason that the music was seen as more sacred than the visuals i i don't really get it yeah as a musician i don't i mean i understand that specific sound samples and stuff can be nostalgic you know you have your chip tunes and such but i mean i don't know if the nintendo 64 sound samples really have earned that that no degree of praise it's like saying you know? oh the money visuals with the low frame rate we have to preserve that because that's how the original game was yeah you know <laughs> it, it is it is like that that's what it's like because it's not like a it's not something that that's so different that it stands on its own like Mega Man chiptune music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really just this instrument is trying to be a French horn, but it's not a French horn. <laughs> exactly. You know, this this polygonal model is trying to be a tree, but it's not a tree. Let's make it look more like a tree. Let's make it sound more like a French horn. You know, yeah, so, same principle. That was that was kind of goofy with with Ocarina of Time 3D. Otherwise, it is it is a very good remake uh, or port or whatever you want to call it. It's got uh, the nicer visuals. It's got some little streamlined things like being able to select stuff on the bottom screen, 
And uh, it's just, you know, the, I, I found the game held up really well. It also includes the uh, Master Quest, which is cool. Yeah, so, bonus. so that's my top 10 list. And interestingly enough, it seems that the games that I would recommend to someone who's never played Zelda before are both on the 3DS. They would be Link Between Worlds and Ocarina of Time 3D. Oh. I think those are both the best ways to get Go. into the series in, in both 2D and 3D form. Go get some 3DS, guys, yeah. if you hadn't yet. Yeah. Yeah, well... If you hate Ocarina of Time, let us know in the comments <laughs> below. Tell us why you think it's overrated garbage. And Matthew's also or, done his own top list of Zelda games. He actually reviewed all 18 of them, so you can, you can go see his list over here. Yep. Well, Chris, I have to say it's not a terrible list that you've presented to me. It's uh, it's one that I feel is fairly di- fairly agreeable. Well, so thank you. We won't have a uh, we won't have a bit fight this time around. Okay. But next time, watch out. When we rank the Metroid games, there's going to be fists flying and blood. Blood will be spilled. Blood will be spilled. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this day of Switchmas. And stay tuned for more days of Switchmas in the next coming days. As of we, Switchmas. Of Switchmas. As we count down the Switch launch. Until next time, I'm Matthew. And I'm Chris. And we will smell your face. We will smell you. Smell the flip side of your face. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. There's the real the realtor talking about the inspectors coming. The inspector. Inspector. Inspector Gadget. Inspector. Inspector Javert is coming to look at our house. Then he's going to throw himself off a bridge. Just don't make him sing. Don't ask him to sing. Don't ask him to sing. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe's going to sing a song. There, out in the darkness, fugitive auto-tuned.